Live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company. Even at like seven, I was very cheap, and I'm like, I'm going to have this, this shirt for a long time. I can't even comprehend this question. I wouldn't want land. I wouldn't want animals. I don't want any of that. I don't want scenery. I don't want space. No, it didn't look like... I don't like, want open spaces at all. It didn't look like there was a... within miles of that place. I'm out. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. Here we go, 5 o'clock hour. Good conversation with uh, Rich Herrera on uh, where we are right now with the Pac-12 and surviving and some interesting stuff the last couple of days with ESPN turning down the Big Ten. Big Ten was shooting for uh, $380 million over seven years for uh, their game number two in their Saturday package, and ESPN backed out. So a lot of Pac-12 folks are like, wow, they need us. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. We'll see what happens with the Pac-12, and we're continuing to track this story by talking to uh, folks from all the different schools and all the different markets to see how uh, each of those schools feels about the future of the Pac-12, because obviously it affects us here in Vegas, affects the Mountain West Conference, San Diego State's trying to get in, Fresno, Boise would like to get in, we'd like to keep our Pac-12 relationships going strong, you know, have a title game here, have that Las Vegas Bowl partnership with the Pac-12 plus the Big Ten SEC, the basketball tournaments here. So a lot to be determined now in the next uh, probably six weeks or so. I don't think decisions are going to be made about schools and conferences, but if the Pac-12 can't get an awesome TV deal, then, I mean, that's kind of the beginning and the end of the whole thing. Big Five time. Battle Born Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five. Number five. Adam Hill, anyone ever ask you what you would do if you weren't in the sports media? Uh, yeah, well, I had the conversation quite a bit, what was it, two weeks ago now? Yeah. Uh, for that 24 hours when we all thought we were going to win the $2 billion lottery. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So what was the answer? Like you would just, what what hobby would you pick up just to do a job for fun? Probably uh, sports media, right? Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, I probably would. I would just work less, but I would, uh, I think I wouldn't want to be a. I wouldn't want to actually work at the bar, but I would. I would like to own a bar like in Cabo. Okay. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So you'd be a candidate to be on Taffer's show and just get yelled at because you don't know how to run a bar. I would find somebody that was very competent at running a bar, and I would just own it. Would you? Just you might actually. You might actually be a pretty good bar owner. Although I think you'd you'd drain the profits by having uh, your pals there, and you're not a big drinker, but I think you'd treat everyone else to a lot of drinks. So oh, that's yeah. always the problem when they don't control what's going out. Yeah, but also, in this scenario, I'd won the lottery. I don't really care. So I'm finding out that your dream job actually may be... Yeah. Is this a real thing? A kid was asked what his dream job is, and he said what? On the Little League World Series, they list your dream job You know, on the little profile. Yeah. He said a chicken nugget taste tester. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I'd be down with that. Depend. I mean, how many, is there like a quota for how many you have to taste per day? Because we already found out our limits. We've crushed nuggets in here. 100 was too many for three hours. We couldn't do it. No. I mean, there's got to be a limit, right? I would hope so. 
You ever watch? I watched these, uh, like I was watching Iron Chef last night, an old one. Okay. And I'm like, they can't eat all this food back to back to, like, they're gorging themselves. Even though the portions are kind of small, I'm like, how much food can you eat? Are they eating like a couple bites from each plate? I guess, but the, but a lot of times it's like five courses. Yeah, it's a couple bites from each one. I think you're all right. I don't, I don't, man, I'm. I'm chubby, but I don't think I can. I'm not a volume eater. We just saw that girl the other day on TikTok eat 10 pounds of noodles. Right. High-level athlete. I, I said yesterday I can't do 10 pounds of noodles either. Could you do a pound of noodles? I can do a pound yeah. of noodles. Yeah, I think Really? So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How many chicken? Well, I mean, based on our experience, those were not optimal chicken nuggets. No, but you may not always get the best chicken nuggets as a chicken nugget Taste tester like this kid wants to I think to be. you would eat them right out of the, I think, off the grill. Okay. Off, right out of the fryer, I think you would have them. What That's was our problem when we tried to eat 100 They sat hours. around for too long and got cold and soggy. They got oversteamed. Yeah. It was bad. It was really bad. And it got super salty, too. We learned if you're going to try to eat 100 nuggets in three hours, which we did, yeah. uh, you have to try to eat, like, 70 of them in the first 10 minutes. You vomit? You have to try to crush. That day? Yeah. Yeah. It came back up, right? Yeah, it was bad. It didn't go well. Did we have an anti-dipping policy? No, you could do what you wanted, but after a while, the dip was just making it even worse. The Nuggets got... Listen, Nuggets are fantastic. This is not an indictment of the Nugget. But if you let it sit around for two hours, it struggles. The Nugget does not hold up. No, it did not. No. Number four. Uh, USC last night, did you go? I did. Uh, actually, had a, would, actually had a friend on the card, so I'm going to go see oh, him. Oh, you did? Oh, you have friends yeah. on the card? Okay. Yeah. Um, is there some wrestler on there? Yeah. Who is this kid? Bo Nickel. Maybe okay. one of the best MMA prospects to ever come around. Really? And For you to say that means something, because you've seen a lot of fighters. And incredibly cocky, which I kind of like. Yeah, I saw your text that he was a minus 3,000 <laughs> yes. favorite, and when you rolled it by the kid, he was like, I should have been minus 10,000. He called it disrespectful. <laughs> so he's he said... I said, I don't know how into the betting markets you are. And he goes, yeah, I dabble. And I was like, okay, well, you were a minus 3,000 favorite. I don't know if you, if you know what that means. He goes, oh, I know what it means. And he goes, I found it very disrespectful. So I said, oh, like to your opponent to say he has no chance. No. I said, I should have been at least minus 10,000 in this fight. He had no chance against me. What's his background? Three-time NCAA champion. Where? Uh, wrestler. I, th- I think it's Penn State. I could be wrong. I don't follow wrestling at all okay. in college. I just know he's a three-time national champion, which is incredible. Any hands in the background? No, but his first fight, I watched it, uh, the the replay of it, just knocked a dude cold. Now, okay. nobody that he's fighting with now can compete with him. That's a problem that they have. So he was 1-0. They put him on the Contender Series yesterday in the main event because they knew people would watch and want to check him out. He destroyed this poor dude. Had, the guy had no chance. And the guy was 3-0, and but he had no chance against Nickel. Um, and it, it was just one of those scenarios where – Hey, it's your second fight. We're going to put you on the contender series and see how you do. And they were never going to sign him to a contract. However, he's under contract. Like this is the contender series. I think is a very cool concept, and they do do a good job of like finding new talent. But they also do lock in some of these guys, right? Like he's under contract. Okay. So he's he's already said. Uh, Ryan McKinnell reacted. He said uh, the idea that this guy, a multi-time national champion, has to prove himself is laughable. UFC signs anyone; they'll take a warm body on short notice. Bo Nickel as a prospect carries more shine than some of the champs. Gross. Overreaction by the very emotional Ryan McKinnell. Yeah, yeah because, well, if you're going to look at contender series as just a pure, let's find the next talent, right. then sure. But it's. A, are we missing the point that it's a TV show? 
They want ratings, right? This is the biggest prospect they could possibly have. Why not put him on the contender series and sell it as, hey, it's only he's only had two fights. He needs a little bit more seasoning. And then you'll tune in and watch him destroy some other poor kid in a couple of weeks on the next contender series episode. And then he'll move forward. Like, this kid is an unreal prospect. Now, who knows what that means? Because uh, I can run the name Aaron Pico by you. Y- you may know who it is. I know who it is, yeah. Very few people actually do at this point. He didn't didn't work out. He was supposed to be the greatest thing that ever happened in MMA. Now, he's still young. Yeah. He still could be. But everybody said at the beginning, this guy should be fighting for a title right now. Like, slow down. There is still seasoning involved. These are still high-level athletes. They are. And... Let's, let's let the kid develop a little bit. He wasn't freaked out about it. The I will say this. Even Dana White said to the media last night, you guys are more upset than he is. Because every single person in the in, in the press conference, what what could he have done? What more did you want to see from him to give him a contract? He wants to bring him back because ESPN wants him on the Contender Series. That's it. Like I, I get it. But re- relax a little bit. Number three. Can I go back in the vast... Audio database here at Lotus Broadcasting. Maybe, but it's hard to find anything in there. So we, uh, oh, we have it. Um, <laughs> you and I both laughed at Colin Cowherd's hat on backwards theory. Sure. So remember this, and we apologize for the audio quality, but uh, Cowherd theorizing uh, Carson Wentz because he's a hat on backwards guy, like going in front of potential partners. And trying to pitch himself. First of all, you should wear it forward because it protects your eyes. Isn't that why you wear it? But let's, let me just ask you. Let's say twice a year the Eagles ask Carson Wentz to meet with advertisers and sweet holders. That's sure. what teams do. Hi, I'm Carson Wentz. It's it's uh, nice to meet you, sir. Oh, you run Chevron. It's nice to meet you, sir. You you run uh, Geico Insurance. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm, I'm Carson Wentz. Oh, oh, Bank of America CEO. It's a pleasure to meet you, sir. Thank you. Uh, my name is Carson Wentz. Thank you. Okay. So the thought is, hey, you go in with a hat on backwards, you're going to look like a jackass. This is Cowherd's impression of Carson Wentz going in with a hat on backwards and the kind of the aura he gives off. Or, hey, <laughs> so me and the boys had beers last week. I have the quarterback. What we got here? Bank of America. <laughs> I've never been to a bank. <laughs> You tell me there's not a difference between this look as a franchise quarterback and this look. There you go. We're both hat on backwards today. I am hat on backwards mesh snapback. That's egregious, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Heard too. Yeah. What do we have on this one? You can't. You can't wear the trucker hat backwards. I do it all the time. Yeah, you can't. Well, I'm I do whatever I want. You can. You can't. I do whatever I want. It looks preposterous, no, it especially doesn't. with the weird tuft of hair. I love the that tuft floats of hair. Out from I love it. the tuft of hair that comes out of the opening. First of all, this is me. This is thirteen-year-old me, thirty-nine years later. I am anti-snapback anyway. Uh, I, lo- I love snapback. <laughs> it's a terrible look. Uh, but if you have a snapback, you have to wear it the proper way. You have to hide that, that looks pretty good. snap in the back. Well, we're on live video right now. That does look good with the tuft coming out. Now I have the other. Pro- I will only wear fitted hats. Impossible to find one my size. I can't do it because I have various hair sizes. So when uh, my hair gets longer, it gets too tight, and then it's too loose when I get the uh, buzz cut. I, I can so snap. That. I need snapback. I need. I'm, I need some adjustability. I'm all fitted all the time. Okay. And I luckily have some people. They're also hats. By the way, good lord! And this is not a recent. This is not inflation. Just the last They're five out of years. Control. Out of control. Yes. With the price of and hats. You know, I won't buy one. 
that is more than $13, someone else in the house, no limit. Yeah, I've spent no. I'm like, I've spent she loves 37, 39, $42 hats. Yeah, they're usually like, 40, 40, I'm like, 45. They're going to go down at some point. Uh, I've spent a Love lot them. of money on hats. I fortunately have some connections that will give me hats now. And if they ever find like oh, wow. massive fitted hats, I've got them. So I'm good. So the, the mesh snapbacks are like very much in style. The no, trucker hats are very much in style. Yeah, but you can't wear them backward. Yes, you can. No, those are proper, those are forward facing hats. Okay. Get to the fitted story. Fitted hats please. are the backwards ones. Get to the story. So Kelly Olinick wore a snapback hat backwards. Who, by the way, when you sent over your notes today, I was like, who the hell is Kelly Olinick? But it's Kelly Olinick, the NBA player. Yes. Who went to Gonzaga. Yes. All right, now I'm in. Okay. So he got married and he wore a hat backwards. Is that an issue? No. I, I saw somebody on Twitter say, why is Kelly Olinick wearing a hat backwards for his wedding? And I said, because he's awesome. Yeah. That's great, but and then I look at, look on it, yeah. and it's a snapback. So that oh that's come the, that, on man, that's, that's the thing that's yes. insulting. Yes, that's insane. You can't wear a snapback hat backward. That was the whole point. I was infuriated. I was so happy, so happy that somebody was finally. You know what? I don't care. Wedding, backwards hat, good, but not a snapback, man. The you barrier was broken. Yes, but not the right way. Not the right way. Number two. I saw a great bet. Available offshore. You can bet the NFL's last unbeaten team. Okay. Chargers are 5-1. to one. They're the favorite. I don't even get this. The Chargers opening schedule, they open with the Raiders. What? Assuming they're going to win. Then they're at the Chiefs. Ooh. Jaguars at Texans at Browns. Broncos, Seahawks. They're going to be the last unbeaten team. Well, I guess what they're saying is if they get through that Chiefs game, then they that's have a, a pretty shot. easy run. Okay. Raiders... So Chiefs are five and one to be the last unbeaten team in the NFL. Raiders are sixty-six to one. The Raiders' schedule is pretty tough, especially at the beginning. Yeah, I think it's very manageable, and they have to win the games in the middle. But the Raiders' start to the season is at Chargers, Cardinals' home opener, at Titans, Broncos' home, at Chiefs. Then it lightens up with the Texans. That's Texans. going to be tough to because I think what do, what do you think? Last unbeaten team, 6-0, 7-0? Could be more. I mean, you have the advantage. The Chiefs, as we've said, the whole schedule is brutal. Their, their first, like, seven games are almost impossible. So you can probably eliminate the Chiefs from this. So that's nice. Number one. I think you wanted to keep going. Go. No, it was just like, are you just done with this? No, it was, <laughs> like, a, quick, it was a quick pot. The Raiders' <laughs> schedule at the beginning is very difficult. I don't think the, I don't think the Chargers are going to go uh, unbeaten through six or seven games. Someone will, though. Bucks are actually the second choice. Um, do we get an update on the Bucks backup center today? Because he went down. Oh, boy. That's not a good start to training camp. No. Since their starting center went down like five seconds into practice to, to open preseason or training camp. Yeah. And they're, right now, I think they're doing their joint practices with the Dolphins, actually. Uh, so, not good. The Raiders do have some joint practices coming up as well. That usually is the most physical and uh, intense practices of, of your training camp. Uh, especially, oof, get ugly with Belichick and McDaniels going at it. Who knows? Especially if the offense is struggling and Belichick takes it out on them. <laughs> Should Belichick and McDaniels be required to wear some sort of guardian helmet? I think Oklahoma drill. Oklahoma drill with yeah. a guardian helmet on. Yeah. No, no guardian. Just go. You're looking for blood. 
That'd be fun. I think McDaniels is younger and faster. I think he's got him. Belichick's pretty tough. Scrappy. As our uh, John Von Tobel loves to say, he's got that big barrel chest, that big chest. <laughs> got a real crush on Belichick. All right, now number one. Definitely. Number one. Hard Knocks episode one. B plus. Detroit Lions, B plus. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I'm, I, it again, I think every year we judge episode one and then in retrospect realize like it's just setting the table for oh, yeah. the rest of the, the season. The real stories are coming out. Of course. Like Hutch, Agent Hutchinson was featured, uh, their top pick, kid from Michigan, local. Like I think he's going to be part of the, the show. We didn't see really any Jared Goff. Well, we it's, didn't see it's any- also, they should show Jared Goff every episode because obviously they need to get Kristen in, but it's right. his third time. Right. This is his third. He's He's been on Hard Knocks like half of his seasons in his career. That's crazy. And then we need to see the guys who are on the edge. We need to see other rookies and the guys who are on the edge of making the team. Yeah, no doubt. And it, like Jamal Lib is going to be featured a lot, obviously. They've, they've zeroed in on him being an actual character. Uh, the coaching staff, because they're so familiar, uh, obviously so many coaches on their staff are, are not just coaches and not just former players, but like very prominent former yeah. players. So I feel like the, the coaching staff is going to be big stars on this series. Deuce well. Staley, a coach, former running back in the NFL. Aaron Glenn, really good defensive back. He's the D.C. Mark Brunel is working with the quarterback, so that was a pretty big name. Yeah. So it's a pretty star-studded group, and they were all lively. They yeah. were all lively. Listen, I, I love sports, right? And uh, I love radio, too, so like I, I can be driven to lunacy doing radio. Dan Campbell just talking about putting on the pads and, and contact, and trust me, my God, he was going to cry. We'll play anywhere. We'll play on grass. We'll play in turf. We'll go to landfill. Doesn't matter. And that's what we got to be. That's who we have to be. Because we'll tread water as long as it takes to bury you. All I think about is you guys. That's all I think about, man. That's all I think about is you guys and how I'd set you up for the best possible, the best possible advantage I can give you to have a season. I swear to you, man. I just need you to trust me. That's all. Please. 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 He was going to cry. He was close. I think he did. There were some tears. Then there was the angry moment where he's trying to get some focus. They're playing too much music. Hey, put the music down. Put the music down. Turn the music off. Just to get him to turn the music off. Hey, stop. This is why we're doing fucking drill. This is mental work, man. We're not even locked in. It's bullshit, man. It's the whole point of this day. Okay. I feel like the DJ was fired. <laughs> you to turn the music down. Bro. I mean, you got earphones on. I can't hear you. Come on, coach. Very into turning the music down. My God. He's like you with audio. I, I get intense about audio. Okay, are you ready to give off of episode one? Lots of people are rooting for the Lions. Are you ready to give the Lions the hard knocks bump and say they're going to go seven and ten, eight or eight, or eight and nine? Say they're going to be better than their win total. Last year they won three. Seven wins or eight wins would be a great step forward. Hard knock bump. Do it. Do it. Do it. I think they win the division. Wow. Did you, are you serious? 
You have a stupid look on your face. We're rolling video right now. I think they could. People can watch this on Twitter. Are you are you trolling? I think they could win the division. I think you're trolling. No. Wipe the smile off your face. Put, look serious for a second. They put great and weapons. convince me. They put great weapons around golf. He seems confident. Campbell is motivated and fired him up. Like their defense is scrappy. Hutchinson's a superstar. Now I'm just watching the screen. Our little video screen here. Have you see seen it. the reports on Okuda? Potentially the best corner in the NFL? Well, that would be nice if he actually turned into a good player. Yeah. Because he hasn't been good. No. He was a top five pick. He will now. With some coaching, some motivation. Aaron Glenn leading the way. I'm yeah, not right. I'm Aaron not... Rodgers is dropping acid. The Vikings are talking trash about their quarterback. The Bears are a mess. Lions win the division. I'm just staring at him, folks. If you're not watching our video right now, I'm just staring at him to see if he's going to break. If he's going to break this character. I mean, where's Rogers' mind at? Some Peruvian desert? Okay, now I think he's now I think he's kidding. No. Okay, what? What I again, I don't want to judge off of a reality show. Numbers, it's a reality I'm, I'm, show. I, you talk. I'm betting. You're not going to bet. I'm That's what right I now. do. I'm betting right now. No, you're not going to do it. Open up my app. See what we got. What number do you think I can get on him right now to win the division? To win the division? Yeah. I don't know. Was it like 12 to 1? Higher? I hope it's higher. That'd be great. Seahawks were 15 to win the NFC Oof. West. Oof. The NFC North does right. kind of stink. The NFC North. Well, I, I'm not going to say that. I actually, uh, I'm, I'm kind of bullish on the Vikings. What is it? It is inside the 10 to 1? Yeah. What is it? Nine. Ah, the bump's already happened. People watch the show. They're already, come on. Should I do it? Go ahead. This would be a great thing to follow. Here's but the only. But, but I'm going to tell you right now. The only problem, I have, first of all, it should be longer than nine to one. And I despise, this is one thing I despise about the apps, that every time you open it, it shows open tickets. Yeah. And you see that you have, you see that you have these open tickets. Like last year, I put some tickets in for some people. Yeah. On futures. That is and rough. Every time I open the app, you're like, oh yeah, you have the Kings to win the NHL title. <laughs> this is not my bet. I don't even want to see it. So I'm glass overflowing guy on the show. I, I just am. You're just a real sour dude. I got to tell you on the way back why well, I can't back the Lions. I, I Based on what I saw last night, I didn't, I didn't like a lot of that. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battle Born Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battle Born Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. Hanging at the Battle Born Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company. Ari's here, Finley Toyota Studios. It's Cofield and Company. Adam Hill is a company. It's Steve Cofield. Uh, so we were talking about Hard Knocks last night. Lions are a fascinating watch. It's always interesting to see what can happen in the future to a franchise that's been bad, was bad last year. They were in a lot of close games. They were 3-14. and 14. Dan Campbell is known as a highly charged guy. He's, he's fired up. Um, I didn't like most of what I saw last night, Adam. Why? Because I think you need adults in the room. And I didn't. I don't think these guys were like this all the time. I didn't like the Deuce Staley, Aaron Glenn, uh, John back and forth. Um, I don't know, man. I didn't like it. Um, I think those guys are both going to be head coaches. And re- realize they have a lot on the line. 
Like if Dan Campbell F's this up and they win three games again, those guys get pushed to the back of the line as head coach candidates. That's hard to overcome being part of a losing franchise. Uh, but now again, it's a reality show. So there may be baseline guys, you know, other coaches who are, who are kind of the steady dudes, but what they gave us was this steady feed of Campbell going, being a lunatic, screaming and yelling all the time, crying sometimes, and to do Staley and Aaron Glenn jawing at each other, offense, defense. I was like, ah, this doesn't feel like a winning formula. I did, And you said it earlier. Like, there are some of us who like kind of the, the yelling, the fired up, you know, the pushing, but not every player likes that. And I think if everyone is kind of yelling and screaming all the time, I don't think that works. And you know what this, the other thing is, what have I been talking about for the last couple of years with the changing guard in the National Football League, right? The traditional football guy, the yeller, the big galoot versus the nerd. And a lot of times the nerds are guys who played too. Yeah. Like Dan Campbell played 10 plus years in the National Football League. He's 6'7", 270, a tight end. Like, listen, people don't know Kevin O'Connell, who's with the Vikings, was a San Diego State quarterback. Has been a longtime assistant. I mean, he wasn't like a you know starting quarterback. You know, you look at you know other we'll call them nerds, right? More maybe the calmer, more cerebral guys. You know, Brandon Staley played college football. Mike McDaniel played college football. I think I just think that I think there has to be a balance, and maybe we're going to get that. Maybe we're going to see more cerebral, calm, thought provoking Dan Campbell moving forward. I just I don't have a ton of confidence now. The only reason I'll pump the brakes on this because I don't know if you're serious or not that you're betting them to win the division, which seems like a big jump up from three wins. The line they should win games. Their yeah. schedule they've got the Commanders, the Seahawks, the Dolphins, the Bears at home. Some of the road games I think the Pats are beatable. I'm not going to say they're they're going to definitely win that. At Giants, at Panthers. I mean, they have they have some easy games or winnable games. They have a lot of games in that group where they are in that four and a half to six win range on the win total board. Well, I definitely think I would bet the over for wins. So you're, are you going to counter me with saying what you saw last night from Staley and Glenn and Dan Campbell, you're still confident that's going to be a well-run football team? I'm, that's I'm not, not going to get just, too high or too low. I'm just not going to read too much into it. I, I, okay. I, I, and I feel like... I don't think Staley and Glenn are like that every day. Like, to me, it feels like that was probably the first time they went live 11 on 11. And it was like, my group against your group, let's go. Like, let's go. And, like, let's fire up our team by, you know, us us running at the helm, us being crazy going at each other so the players don't go at each other. Like, I yes, if you tell me that that, that is just a microcosm of how they act all the time, I, I don't love that. I don't love it. But I feel I feel like it was an isolated thing. I hope. I hope, ah, they, yeah. I hope they don't do that every day. I, you can't. You go crazy. Are you sure? Yeah, I think so. I think you would go crazy. They're also best friends from what what they said. I get it. No, they weren't like mad at each other. No, they're just super competitive, like hyped up for every play. I'm going to make a call. You're going to make a call. I'm going to beat you on this call. My unit's going to beat your unit. But I just feel like I feel like that was probably the first time they went live. Is it bad if I say that I would actually rather have Deuce Staley or Aaron Glenn as the head coach of no, the Lions? I, like, I, I think I think Dan Campbell's a position guy. I like MCD. I think Dan Campbell's a tight ends coach. No, he's he's, he's the guy. 
Which which his style as a tight ends coach or like an O line coach would be awesome. Who was the who was the big fat guy? Carl? Uh, why am I blanking on his name? He's in the league like forty years. Lions Carl coach. Carl Mock. Who didn't, didn't he show up nude in the uh, in the locker room one time? Well, and everyone's like, you, "What are you doing? It's why are you doing this? What? It's a, it's a bad memory." <laughs> It was me. I turned around. Oh, you? I turned you around. Saw, I turned around the locker. It was disgusting. Ah, oh. that's right. It was not. It was in the Cardinals locker room. But he was a fun. Like he's a funny guy, and he 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 certainly qualified to be. Yeah, you're shuddering, <laughs> <laughs> shivering. Um, he's a funny guy, and he's a character. And you know, as long as he knows technique, and he does. I've actually heard him do some interviews on uh, football shows, and he's he's actually pretty good. But like that guy can't be the head coach. Well, who was the who's the Browns guy with the? <laughs> Whatever it was, when his oh, you're right. His stomach would bounce. Yeah, he was. That's right. That's right. Um, you don't sound that confident. I think you're more on my side that you that you're a little worried that this could yeah. be the atmosphere every day. Everyone's screaming and yelling and crying. I just don't think it is. This is the year for the Lions. You don't believe they that. have one playoff win since 1960. Yeah, that but just because you will this, and you, you can't will it into existence. Just because he's a fun character on TV doesn't mean it's going to work. The Texans started like 10 years ago. They have four playoff wins. And they're not good. Not well run. God. 1960. One playoff win. It's insane. This is the year. Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. You are listening to Cofield and Company, live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, back here, Cofield and Company. Adam Hill is here. Steve Cofield. Wait, might have to just throw out the rundown. I know you. You. Uh, I don't even. Do we even? Late yesterday, you said you got derailed, and I think I said we talk about it later. Yeah. And we never got to it, so we may as well get to it because we always do this where it's like, ah, oh, hold off ten minutes. What? What a social media note or tweet has thrown you off? Well, Kit Kat just came out with a blueberry muffin flavor. Hmm. You just do what you do. That's what the problem was yesterday. Yesterday, the problem was Chick Fil A is coming out with wings, which I'm looking forward to. No, first of all, they didn't look good. I thought they looked fine. But second of all, when you do something so well, I, I told you this. So you don't don't stretch beyond I told, your expertise. I told you this two weeks ago. Wings, fast food wings can be hard. That I've randomly, and I won't explain why, but very late at night, I just start watching random things on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I started watching these mini, like, I don't want to call them documentaries, but they're, it's, it's a guy who researches companies, and he basically breaks down. It's not that exciting, but it, it's very informative of, like, why companies succeeded or failed, or why some of them succeeded, then failed, then succeeded again. It's it's really interesting breakdowns of companies. And for the most part, a lot of them are overreach. Like you just decide to do things that are outside of what you do. Oh, we're good at this. Let's start doing this and try to capitalize on on our name or what we do. And then, then they fail because they yeah. try to get too big or they try to expand too quickly. All these things. I, I believe I could be wrong about this. I believe Denny's at one point tried to purchase Caesar's Palace. And it like totally set the company back. Like that you're not you don't own casinos. You make diners that are awesome for t- 24 hours a day. <laughs> so the root of all this is that Kit Kat is going to try a blueberry f- a flavor. That's like Denny's trying to buy Caesar's Palace. Okay. Just make you you make an incredible product. You don't need blueberry flavored Kit Kat. 
Is have you ever had a Kit Kat and been like, ah, oh, you know what? It'd be much better if it was blueberry. No. They went with the white ones. Which are okay. But it's still like the same product. Why are you making blueberry ones? Nobody has ever asked for or wanted that. Not one person ever. And I doubt, I mean, there's probably like two people right now that are in. But I doubt almost anyone listening is, I need to go to the store right now. Get me that blueberry Kit Kat. No. You get the chocolate one. Is it out yet? I don't know. Somebody's posting pictures of it. I will it. go try it. I'll, I'll buy it on the way home today. You're not going to go get one. I'll get one. If you do, it's for the, for the gag, and I get it. No, it's I not going to be it. good. No, you don't. You know what's funny? I don't like blueberries. Of course not. I don't like the, like, I think blueberry muffins might be the number one muffin. No. It's what a do you think, chocolate, what do you, chocolate chip muffin or that, a banana. That, that is pretty good. Banana nut muffin, too. Banana nut nuts, yeah. pretty good. If anyone votes for brand, I mean, I understand the. <sighs> Stop. The, the functional, the, the the functional, functional part of it. Yeah, I get that, but. No one likes brand muffins. They're not no, good. Nobody wants a blueberry Kit Kat either. And blueberry and chocolate. As this maybe no. As this as we go back to yesterday, nobody want Chick Fil A makes a perfect product, and and they have like a couple of them. Even the boneless uh, nuggets are good. They have like the, the beauty of Chick Fil A is they only have a couple of items, and they make them really really well. We're giving uh, this chicken joint a lot of free pops, which always annoys me. But I'm crushing um, them. But I'm just don't uh, make the wings. I, 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 but here's the thing: I don't want to crush them because they do chicken well. So this has a chance. Does it have a chance to compete with the top chain wing places? Because that's because that's what it has to compete with. Most chain wing places are trash too. Does it have a chance? No, because they don't look. They don't even look good. You saw one picture. Yeah. That's all I need. It didn't look good. And you're also you're a wing snob. I am. Yeah. Like the average person is not the, the you know a freaking wing aficionado like you are. It might work. They I'm got not, the built-in it, audience it and the trust. Work. It might work. But it also might take away from what they do, right? Like if you're focused on making wings all the time, so people are ordering them. Now are we slacking off on the other products? Are we still gonna make the perfect milkshake? And the perfect chicken People sandwich? want to try new things. Then go somewhere you know, else to get it. I was thinking of this this morning when I was prepping the show. There are certain, you and I kind of joke, there are certain topics where I think you get stuck on them. You are, you're actually becoming like a, you already were a curmudgeon. You're actually becoming a kind of a closed-minded old man. No. Yes, you are. I'm not. I swear. If somebody else this wants is not to come a along. I've thought about, like, there's been a bunch of stuff I bring up, like sports Topics or something new, and and like that's why going back to the Lions. I know you're lying. I know you're that. That's a bit because you. I feel like you're you're more close-minded now than you used to be like 15 years ago. My squad. In, well, it can in. be your squad. I'm in. I'm, I don't know. I'm. If some other company wants to try a blueberry candy bar of some sort, I might try it. Kit, I mean, what would it go be with you, Kit Kat? You just think Kit Kat's so good that don't mess with the formula. But you, that's what you do. There, that's what the, they make. We're really shouting out a lot of companies here. Um, <laughs> is there a, a crappy candy bar that could actually use the blueberry infusion to kind of save it to well, rise it up? More, to yeah, like um, do you well, like almond? Do you like almond joy or mounds? I mean, they're they're fine, but like, they could, could try. Could it? Mounds blueberry work? I would, Some coconut is mounds is the one that has like coconut all over, right? Coconut yeah. blueberry and then chocolate, or just start making blueberry candy bars instead of whatever that trash you make is. You know, I'll tell you who shouldn't mess with blueberries is watch them call it. They still make that. 
That's awful, too. I love that one. It's one of my when, favorites. When's the last time you had one? I don't eat a lot of chocolate. Yeah. I get very hyper. <laughs> I, I, I have issues. I told you. And going back to my childhood. you get the blueberry Kit Kat? Just to try it. Because I think <laughs> I might out. like it. I'm out. And it'll <laughs> freaking fly right in your face. I'm out. But <laughs> seems I don't I don't think you want to talk about blueberry kit got there where it's fine. Uh you <laughs> met my dog last week. Yes. I have a, a work party with my with the other job later today. Right. That is at a dog friendly place. Should I bring should I bring him? I don't think he gets along well with anyone. Well, any just, dog, he, anything. He thought you were attacking me. I was Four hundred feet across a parking lot, walking toward I, me aggressively. I looked at you. I was walking into work. You're walking aggressively toward. I was me. not walking aggressively, and your dog flipped out because he thought you were coming after me. Your dog in close quarters. Didn't your dog already get its ass kicked at the dog park? No, it was the other one. The old. Oh, the one other one kicked by an old lady. Someone, some old lady kicked it. I and thought. Almost, I thought. Uh, I thought there was a dog attack where uh, Baron got like bit or something or grabbed. Mm, Baron will. <laughs> nobody's nobody's going after. <laughs> I love the confidence. This dog is like a little freaking miniature. You hold it like a baby. He's vicious. Vicious. Not vicious. You, I mean, I'm sure you were scared? Lo- I was not scared. I was laughing. <laughs> okay. So yes or no? Little dogs don't scare me. Yes or no? You should, you should go? For Yeah, for the entertainment value, yes. Okay. But I mean, it's good. You, your people are going to hate you. That's full. They already did. Do you realize how you don't? You don't. Now, I was going to say, you realize how annoying your dog is. You realize how much other people don't like little yapping dogs. And you, when you bring it in, it's like a, it's like a crying baby. It's like bringing a crying. And I know you can't help it. I mean, you can by just not flying. But it's like bringing a crying baby on an airplane, and everyone's like, mm-hmm. "That's your dog." <laughs> you know what the dog is going to do in a, in small spaces. Only if somebody comes toward me. You don't have to do anything. The dog's going to start flipping out and barking. So no. You do what you want. I'm, I'm not going, so I don't care. <laughs> Did you see? I'm getting back to the show a little bit here. No, why? That is the show, too. Uh, the Browns are planning on. Has anything changed the last start, two hours? Start, he's starting. The Browns Let's are go. planning on. I, Browns are planning on starting Deshaun Watson. Why the wouldn't they? They need to get him ready for the season. I he hasn't totally played agree. in a year and a half. I, I think now there's a bigger likelihood he's playing game one. Yeah. Uh, there's very. It's very possible he this plays. This appeal is going to. We know what's going to happen. The arbitrator is going to follow Raj's orders and just try to suspend him for a season, and this is going to court. And then we're going to have some sort of injunction, and we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, and he'll play week one. And so he needs to get ready for the season. You can't do anything but play him. No. Got to give him a little time. In fact, play him half the game, give Brissett half the game in case he has to play, and don't play the back. Let him play. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. So as we approach the middle and the end of the week, we're waiting on Deshaun Watson decision from the independent investigator, not the NFL. Bad news for the Browns. Jakeem Grant, who's a nice weapon, Done? Yeah, Achilles. It's a Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl returner that they brought in to return kicks and punts. And supposedly was just having a great camp at wide receiver in the slot. And he goes down. So Brown suffered an injury. So you're Mr. Lyons. I am. 
I don't think we can make this bet. <laughs> Browns Brown, or uh, Lions versus Rams? No. Oh. I have some teams that I like. Hmm. Would you bet me today? Would you give me the Panthers plus one and a half wins against the Browns? Ooh. I just don't know. I mean, I feel like Watson's going to miss the year. So, no. Jacoby Brissett against Baker Mayfield? And the NFC and the Panthers in the NFC. I so want the story to unfold that Mayfield has a better record than the Browns. That they dumped him for Deshaun Watson, who the Browns knew was connected to a lot of these issues and in jeopardy. And the Mayfield Browns relationship is complicated. Yeah. But I I like Matt Rule. And I think we're all looking at the Panthers and we're like, suck! Like, Christian McCaffrey's kind of a big part of the team. Yeah. So to judge them with no McCaffrey is a little bit rough. And I also don't think Sam Darnold's good. I know you still hold out hope for him. He's talented, just hasn't put it together. Plus a half win? Not, Panthers not, plus a half. Not knowing, not, not knowing about... Straight up. Watson. You wouldn't do it straight up? No, if I had the caveat of how many games Watson plays, sure. God dang it. You're the worst. You think <laughs> through these things too much. I get Willie like that. <laughs> okay, well, the that's. The Panthers just, are also in the NFC. That division's good. I'm a Saints guy. Well, I already said in front of you on the air yesterday, I don't like the Saints. Falcons like, could be sneaky. Like Jameis. You like Jameis? Is that, that strong enough? Yeah. Love him. You love Jameis. <laughs> All right, back in the back. Stick your hand By in the way, there, Dave. You mentioned the Falcons. That's one of the tickets. Every time I open my phone, my app, I have to see my Falcons to win the NFC bet. Someone wanted that in? No, that was me. Because uh, if you remember, Kyle Pitts tweeted out a cryptic message that appeared to indicate that Deshaun Watson was going to Atlanta. So I quickly bet on Atlanta to win uh, the NFC at like 125 to 1. Nice. Speculation <laughs> so every bet. T- every, I mean, it's only 10 bucks, but every time I open my phone, it's like, oh, yeah, I got that bet. Put your hand in there, Dave. There was a lion story that wasn't in Hard Knocks. Uh, are we getting the story before it's going to be in Hard Knocks? It might be. I mean, because it, it just came out today. This is fascinating. Yeah. J- Jameson Williams, the rookie for the Lions, wanted to pay tribute to Calvin Johnson, but he actually wanted a single-digit number, so he didn't get 81, but he wanted he took 18 in kind of a tribute of, like, hell, we're the reverse 81 Calvin okay. Johnson. He's the ACL guy from Bama, right? Yeah. But he really, in the end, he wanted a single-digit number, and he realized, hey, there's one available. It's number nine. But that's kind of Matt Stafford's number. Now, Stafford's been gone a while. Wait a second. Wait a second. It's kind of Matt Stafford's number. He's yeah. gone. Well, he was. He made an impact in over a decade with the uh, I with thought the you were going to tell me they retired his jersey already. No. He can wear nine. That's it's his number. It's He's gone. Well, he, text, he texted him and said, is it cool? Okay, that's kind of neat. Yeah. I don't think it's necessary, but that's that's respectful. He thinks Stafford's like, what? Yes. What do I care what the Lions do? Which, I have a Super Bowl title. I live in LA. I'm pushing people off stanchions. And I don't care. Knocking them down. And so Jameson Williams texted an ex Lion who's not really a legend there and asked for his number when it's not retired. Uh, our favorite WNBA player, 
Liz Cambage just grabbed a number of another player <laughs> while she wasn't even in the country for the Sparks. And that was actually one of the issues that never went away because she was like, that's my number. They're like, she's not here. Can we talk to her? Can you talk to her? Nope. My number. <laughs> awesome. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Okay, where we we had the ridiculous discussion the other day where you and JVT were talking about Otani being the MVP, yeah. and I started throwing out there, hey, Aaron Judge, 65 home runs, 75, and you and you just kept coming back with, does Judge pitch? Yeah. So was this another feather in your cap? Are you going to keep building your Otani for MVP? Well, Otani just set a reached a milestone that has only been reached once in Major League Baseball history, and that was in 1918 by Babe Ruth. 10 home runs, 10 wins in a season. He got his 10th win. He already has 27, I think, home runs. Yeah. Come on. Doesn't sound that impressive, but it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> two guys, two players in history. <laughs> Babe Ruth yeah. and Otani. Third choice for MVP behind Judge Jeez. and Alvarez. Clearly the MVP. It's an uphill battle. Stop. You can't win it. Stop it.